It is that time of the week, you crazy sons of bitches. What the fuck is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Sit and Run Podcast with your host, Michael Caceres. Hey, dead. why you call it the Sit and Run Podcast? Well, basically, I call it the Sit and Run because I just sit here and I just run my fat fucking mouth about my life. Yep, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just another fucking entertainer, just a guy who wants to be an actor and a stand-up comedian. And holy shit, when I found out that they made podcasts, ooh shit, Michael Caceres found another opportunity to get his fucking himself out there, right? Am I right? Am I right? And I talk about everything on here, man. I'm starting with this crazy-ass season that the Dodgers are having. Jesus Christ, let me just go through the whole standings here, shall we? We got the, uh, it's the all-star break right now, so we're halfway through the season. Let's see what we got in the American League East. Whoa, we got Boston. The Boston Red Sox in first place with 50 wins and 39 losses. We got the New York Yankees in second place, 45 and 41, three and a half games out of first place. And uh, Tampa Bay, who gives a fuck? Baltimore, who gives a fuck? Toronto Blue Jays? No fucking way. 41 and 47 with eight and a half games at a first place. Yeesh. What the fuck is Russell Martin doing over there? You know what? I don't even know if Russell Martin is still on the team. He used to be one of my favorite players when he was playing for the Dodgers. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's actually a team sport. You can't depend on one player. Am I right? Am I right? American League Central. We got the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Indians over here with 47 wins and 40 losses in second place. Oh, the yeah, did I say the Cleveland Indians or did I say the Cleveland Twins? What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, did I say the Cleveland? I don't even know what the fuck I said. I'm not even listening to myself talk. I'm just fucking running my mouth here. That's why we call it the Sit and Run Podcast. All right. The Cleveland Indians. I hope I said that right. Yeah, it's Cleveland Indians. The fuck kind of a baseball player fan am I, am I right? Then we got the Minnesota Twinsies on a 40, 45, and 43 uh, streak with two and a half games out of first place. And Kansas City, who gives a fuck? The Tigers, eight, eight games out of first, who gives a fuck? And the Chicago White Sox. I used to have a teacher in high school. And his name was, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but every single person that he talked about, like everything that he talked about in, in, uh, in the fucking economic class, I think it was economics or political science. I don't fucking remember, but he knew everybody in the world. And he was like, he would be talking about, I don't know, some fucking history or political shit that's going on in Chicago. And he'd always be, he'd always be like, you know, I, I have a friend in Chicago, he always had a friend everywhere, and it was one day we were talking about some fucking shit that was going on in Africa, like I remotely fucking paid attention in that class. I still graduated high school, who gives a fuck, right? But he would always have a friend somewhere, and he would be teaching about Africa, and he's like, you know, you know, I, I have a friend, and he's from Zimbabwe, right? And anybody that went to Colony High School knew who the fuck I'm talking about, but that's just an inside joke, and I'm going to move the fuck on with my life. We got the American League West with the Houston Astros, man. Man, those guys will not stop winning 60 and 29 on the fucking record there. 
Second place is disgusting, man. We got the Texas Rangers, 43 and 45, 16 games out of first place. And then we got the Angels, fuck you. We got Seattle, fuck off. We got the Oakland Athletics, the Oakland A's, 39 and 50, 21 games out of first. Oh, I bet. Are they the worst record? I got no idea. Let's see. Let's go to the National League Easties, right? We got the Washington Nationals, 52 and 36. My man, second place, we got the Atlanta, Atlanta Bravies. Atlanta Braves with the 42 and 45 record. Nine and a half games out of first. Miami, fuck you. Mets, fuck you. Oh, the Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies with uh, 29 and a 58 record. That is fucking terrible. I think they have the worst record in baseball for sure. I don't know. Let's keep going down the line. In the National League Central with the Milwaukee Brewers, man. We got the 50 and 41 record. And then we got the Chicago Cubs with 43 and 45. Five and a half games out of first. Talk about a hangover from the World Series. You know what I'm talking about? Those guys had over 100 wins last year. And they took it in the World Series, man. Well, you're supposed to have a hangover after that, right? I mean, after not winning a World Series after 108 years, you finally win one. It's like, all right, the pressure's off. Now we can go back to being the shitty Cubs, right? We're going to make it. I mean, the Cubs are going to make it to the whatever round of the playoffs. We got the Billy Goat coming. Yeah, it's over. They're probably not going to win one for another 109 years, right? I'll be dead by the time they win their next one. All right, third place. We got St. Louis Cardinals, who gives a fuck? Pittsburgh Pirates, fuck you. Cincinnati, fuck you. And, of course, my all-time favorites. We got the National League West with the Los Angeles Dodgers, ladies and gentlemen. 61-29. and 29. Man, I got to tell you, I'm so happy that I started following baseball again last year because, I mean, if you, I mean I've talked about this on my podcast before. I literally stopped paying attention to the Dodgers when Joe Torre left um 2011 12 13 I mean I rarely fuck I rarely gave a fuck um my senior year of course I was somewhat into them which was back in 2012 I somewhat gave a shit but not really um but yeah man the last time I actually knew every single player I knew everything about their life I knew everything about the Dodgers was literally like the uh, 2010 Dodgers when Joe Torre was there and I haven't given a fuck since last year I remember last year last year I just decided I hey, fuck it it's the fucking Dodgers man I gotta get back to supporting my team right and they were um I just started paying attention to them last year in the middle of the season and just I was like oh shit look at this sick ass team I knew nobody nobody the only player I think I knew was probably fucking Gonzo and Ethier, but other than that, I was like, fuck, dude, I gotta learn this whole lineup again. And they got everybody. I mean, fucking, as soon as I found out Dave Roberts, I think that was one of the reasons why I went back, because back in the day when Dave Roberts played for the Dodgers, Dave Roberts was actually my favorite, one of my favorite players. So when I found out he took over the team, that's probably one of the reasons why I started paying attention. And look at him now, fucking doing an amazing job. And we got in second place your dude, Arizona D-backs, 53 and 36 with seven and a half games. Seven and a half games out of first place. I don't know, dude. The the fucking Rockies and the 
the Rockies and the fucking D-backs, those guys had a run, man. Those guys would not stop. They they would be, they would fucking not stop winning. We were, I mean, pretty much the whole half of the season, we were pretty much fucking, you know, right there. Ha, ha, one game at a first, half game at a first. Fucking Rockies would be in first place one day. Fucking D-backs would be first place one day. Fucking Dodgers would be back. It was just crazy. We had a fucking, that's, we had a long season ahead of us, boys. Long season. And then San Diego, fuck you. San Francisco, fuck you. All right, that's the uh, standings for the baseball. It's fucking, that's what I got in baseball today. Now, we can hit it. We can get it and get it a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm using the right word here, but we can get a little bit more feminine and or um, and or sensitive over here on the Sit and Run podcast. We, uh, I did not prepare for this, but I figured, oh, I got a fucking poetry book right here, and I am a big fan of poetry, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a poem out of this book, let's see here, let's see here, the poetry section, this is an interesting one, right, look at my cute little notes in here, like I really wanted a fucking... Oh, no, you know what? I think the last time I read poetry, I read The Dover Bitch by Anthony Hecht. That's a, it was a criticism of life. I read the shit out of that one. I think I did that podcast for, I don't know, I was rambling on for a little while. But if you haven't, if you haven't heard of The Dover Bitch, you might want to look in, look into that one, man. All right, let's see what we got going here. You guys know who Jonathan Swift is? A description of the morning. Well, it's night, so I'm not going to read that. That that would just be teasing my listeners. As if you guys remotely gave a fuck and, ele- and as if I had a lot of fans on this podcast. But you know what? No one knows who the fuck I am. So if you're listening, congratulations because you're listening to a nobody. You're listening to somebody who has a good 15 motherfucking followers. So help me get up to 16 and tell your friends about this podcast. Am I right? Am I right? What about Lee, Lee Young Lee or Lie Young Lee? Permissions. Hmm. Hmm. No, that's that's kind of that's kind of lame. Let's see what we got here. John Donnie, John Dooney, John Donnie, the flea. Let's see here. I got to get something short. I'm a shitty reader. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. This one's by Linda Paston. Linda Paston. It's called "To a Daughter Leaving Home." Oh, you know what? This actually might be a good one to uh, to read out for my listeners because I don't know if you guys know this, but my little sister is going to play soccer at the University of New Mexico Highlands because she got a fucking scholarship to go play fucking soccer. So a big old shout out to my little sister. I'm not going to say her name, but my sister is leaving home to go play college fucking soccer. I'm so proud of her. I love her to death. And uh, to a daughter leaving home. I don't know. Maybe my mom should read this. I never heard of this before. I'm going to cold read the shit out of this. So excuse me for my shitty reading. And when I'm done with this shitty reading, I got to tell you a story about a, 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 a table read with the Laramie Project. And I apologize if I, because here's the thing, I'm like really tired right now. I had a fucking long day at work. 
I totally forgot. I was like, oh, fuck, I got a podcast today, so I'm going to fucking do it. So I apologize for the lack of energy or if it sounds like I'm fucking slurring what my words. Maybe I should have some water. I'll have some water. Yeah, Caceres, why don't you have some water? Okay. All right. So, Linda Paxton, and this is for all of you fucking sensitive listeners out there that were like, dude, what the fuck, man? Just another podcast about sports? Fucking go fuck yourself. It's kind of like those people that are like, like if you ever go like shop at Lowe's and and you you talk to an associate at Lowe's and you know those associates are like oh I don't I don't know man I just work here you know those are all the ones we have in stock I'm sorry you know I'm sorry we're but we're sold out and then the fucking uh, customers are like all right well I'm fucking going to Home Depot and then fucking the associates like well it's open they fucking you know whatever they close the same time we do right that's basically. Like what's going on here when I was reading the sports, I was like, fuck, dude, I feel sorry for those people that don't like sports are probably going to fucking unsubscribe to me. Well, I hope you kept fucking listening because this is for you sensitive fucks right here. All right. Linda Paston, a uh, it's the poems called to a daughter leaving home. Here we go. When I taught you. At eight to ride a bicycle. Um, lopping along beside you as you wobbled away on two round wheels, my own mouth rounding in surprise when you pulled ahead down the curved path to the park. I kept waiting for the thud of your crash as I sprinted to catch up while you grew smaller, more breakable with distance, pumping, pumping for your life, screaming with laughter, the hair flapping behind you like a handkerchief waving goodbye wow wow what hold on let me read that again man because it really depends on what kind of fucking mood you are in for this fucking poem all right here we go to a daughter leaving home when i taught you when i taught you at eight to ride a bicycle lop uh lopping along beside you as you wobbled away on two round wheels my own mouth rounding in surprise when you pulled ahead down the curved path of the park i kept waiting for the thud of of your crash as i sprinted to catch up while you grew smaller more breakable with distance pumping and pumping for your life screaming with laughter the hair flapping behind you like a handkerchief waving goodbye wow i'm i i I'm I'm either I'm probably in a shitty mood because I'm really tired, but there's a part of me that thinks that is pretty fucking depressing. Like the daughter died or some shit. I gotta read this again, man. I gotta read this again. I gotta start appreciating fucking poetry again. It's been a while since I studied some poetry. And when I mean when I mean a while, it's like literally I studied it because I fucking had to. I was fucking taking an English class. All right. Okay, here we go. When I taught you when I taught you at eight to ride a bicycle lopping around beside you as you wobbled away on two round wheels, my own mouth rounding rounding in surprise when you pulled ahead down the down the curved path of the park, I kept waiting for the thud of your crash as I sprinted to catch up while you grew smaller, more breakable with distance pumping, pumping for your life, screaming with laughter. The hair flapping 
you like a handkerchief waving goodbye. That's that's actually very nice. That's actually very nice. Because, all right, let's let's go ahead and let's walk through this again. What I like to do when I read poetry is this one's a hard 25, 25 lines, 25 lines. So when I read poetry, I like to go through the whole line of the, the first line and like, all right, what are the fuck? What are the most important words here? Right. So when I taught you, OK, what's the most taught when I taught when I taught you at eight to ride at eight, eight years old to ride, right? A bicycle lopping around looping around i don't know what the f no it's not looping there's one o there lopping along beside you when i taught you at eight to ride a bicycle lopping along beside you that's nice right all right when i taught you at eight to ride a bicycle lopping along beside you as you wobbled away as you wobbled away like growing right learning how to ride the bike as you wobbled away on two round wheels two that's almost three but no training wheels motherfucker there's two wheels on that son of a bitch right as you wobbled away on two round wheels i like how they had to put round in there as if the wheels were not going to be round you know that's cool as you wobbled away on two round wheels my own mouth rounding in surprise when you pulled the head of of the curved path of the park all right let's slow down here as you wobbled away on two circle wheels round wheels my own mouth rounding oh i get it my own mouth rounding because when you talk your mouth kind of goes into a round a roundish type of thing i see what look at this linda peston getting all philosophical on me right in surprise, when you pulled ahead down the curved path of the park, my my own mouth rounding in surprise when you pulled ahead down the curved path of the park, curved path. So she's like learning how to how to drive. She's going through the park. She's having such a good time. Right. I kept waiting for a thud of your crash as I sprinted to catch up. I kept waiting for a thud of your crash as I sprinted to catch up. See that that's that's like that's like a mom, right? Who's like who's got a lot of anxiety because she's just like like who like my baby, my baby's going to crash right now. It's kind of like she can crash like as she's just growing up in life, she can crash through anything and the mom's always going to be there, always going to be there to support you, to pick you up, to teach you things, to make you the best person, to make you the best person that you could be. I kept waiting for the thud of your crash as I sprinted to catch up because my mom is always there for me. I love my mom. My mom is always waiting for my crash because she is always there for me. She's just waiting for me she always wants to make sure that i'm okay look at me getting fucking emotional right here this is a great fucking poem man this is awesome while you grew smaller more breakable with distance pumping pumping for your life screaming with laughter the hair flapping behind you like a handkerchief waving goodbye because she's growing man she's moving on with her life my sister is fucking amazing she's going to college she's playing soccer while you grew smaller, while you grew smaller, you know why you grew smaller? Because you're going in a distance 
far away because as we get older and we grow further away from our from our parents we are getting smaller so she is growing smaller i'm growing smaller we're all growing smaller away from our moms and we're just pumping with our lives we're screaming with laughter we're enjoying life it's like mom leave me the fuck alone you taught me everything i love you mom i love you i love you but leave me the fuck alone please i'm growing up i'm growing up i'm growing up the hair flapping behind you like a handkerchief waving goodbye Thank you, mom. Thank you for always being there for me. Thank you for fucking supporting me for being the best mom you can be. And thank you for waiting for me to crash because when you're there waiting for me to crash, I know that you're going to be there to support me, to love me for who I am. That's a great fucking poem right there. Thank you, Linda Patson. Thank you to a daughter leaving home. Look at me being all positive and more fucking like, oh, I should take up motivational speaking, can't I? And look at me. I've been talking for 20 fucking minutes, man. Congratulations if you are listening to this podcast because I try to keep these episodes under 10 minutes. But you know what? I fucking did it. Am I going to make two episodes out of it? Nah, probably not. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. This is the Sit and Run podcast with Michael Caceres. You got this podcast on iTunes. You got it on SoundCloud. You got it on YouTube. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. I hope I fucking made you laugh. I hope I made you open up your mind um, for you fucking sports fucks and you poetry fucks. Pretty much this is what I do when I don't have anything to fucking talk about because you can only talk about work for so fucking long before people are like, come on, dude, fucking talk about something else. You're, I get it. Fucking customer service associate. You have anger issues. Move the fuck on with your life. Well, there you go, motherfuckers. Sports and poetry tonight. I'll talk to you guys next week. Later.